Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of For Jesus Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Joshua Reese, and I'm here with, uh, who do we got here? I'm Luke Simmons. Luke hey, Simmons. Reese. You How are you, buddy? Him? I'm doing great. Great. Glad to be back for another week. And we have uh, across the table, Alessi DeBartolo. Alessi DeBartolo. And you then you just secret... hear the smile in her voice. Yeah, she's smiling big. <laughs> and then we have a secret guest that we'll introduce in just a moment. But uh, before we do, uh, we'll start our podcast off with a thing you should know. And today we have Luke Simmons bringing that thing you should know. So tell us what we should know, Luke. Yeah. So here's a thing you should know is that God loves it when we repent. Mm. God loves it when we repent. It gives him joy actually is what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 15, verse 10, it says, this is Jesus talking. I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Mm-hmm. And I love that phrase that there's joy before the angels of God. It's not the the angels have the joy, though surely they do. But this is saying the angels actually get to see uh, something happen that causes this big smile to break across God's face. And mm-hmm. it's one sinner who repents. And that whole chapter in Luke 15 is about uh, sinners who repent. And uh, I just think it's really important that we realize that one of the things that pleases the Lord the most is when we repent, when we turn, that's what it is, to make a 180-degree turn away from whatever we were pursuing to what uh, instead to pursue the Lord. And repentance involves a change of mind and it involves a kind of acknowledging that what we've been doing is out of line with God's direction and God's mm-hmm. best and turning instead toward him. And I just love that idea that, that it gives God joy. I, I don't know that most of us think about God being joyful, um, but he is. He's uh, the most joyful person ever, and especially he he delights in when his people repent. And so um, I don't know, as you're listening today, what you need to mm-hmm. repent of. And uh, repentance is not, I think, just like the specific sins, but repenting of a whole attitude mm-hmm. and a whole kind of self-sufficiency. And anytime we make turns back mm-hmm. uh, toward the Lord from that, uh, it gives God great joy. So that's just something I think everybody needs to know. It's oh, that's beautiful. great. I, I love that it's not uh, he great joy when you feel sad about something you've done bad or mm. you hide, but that you repent. And it's it's that's a good that's a good word, Luke. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm and glad the, we know that. And the act of turning back to him is is what brings him joy, no matter what it is, I think is super powerful. It's a sweet image. Um, yeah. Yeah. We sort of imagine that if we just felt bad enough, that would make God happy. Yeah. Like he yeah. sort of hiding it submitted or... us and we tap out, okay, God, but it's actually when we turn, it's right. actually when we realize, you know what, that is not a path of life. I want mm. the path of life. And he goes, yes. All right. <laughs> You're coming back. That's what I like. You know? Yeah. Classic yeah. God turning bad things into good things. Yeah. Joy out of sorrow. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. I love it. Thank you, Luke, for that. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so we're moving on. We're going to introduce our guest today. With us today, we have a dear friend, Joni Stockton. Hello, Joni. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. So introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us uh, maybe how long you've been here at this church and a little bit about who you are and and what you do around here. Okay. Um, My husband, Blake, and I have been here for... Well, we started about a month after Second Mile started. Yeah, I remember it well. So I actually really remember that day very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It was the very last time we met at ASU Poly. Okay. That was our first (laughs) week there. Yeah. And so, and from there we went to. So that would have been like March of 2009. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Was Blake wearing a cowboy hat or? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he was wearing a cowboy hat, but I remember meeting Blake. And mm-hmm. I, the two things I remember was 
one, um, he was in tears Mm -hmm. because he was so moved by just hearing Bible teaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember him just really just saying, thank you. Not, not even like, thank you. Like that was a good sermon, but more like, thank you for just preaching God's word. Like you could tell he was moved by God's word, Mm -hmm. which if you know, Blake, you know that that's how he is. (laughs) And then the other thing I remember is thinking this guy is not going to last here very long because he's so intense (laughs) and like, I don't know if he's going to really want to be here. And I've actually, um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but uh, Joni, but I, but I am so thankful that he's, he and you have stayed and have been part of things. Cause I just thought, and as I, I remember him talking a little bit about you guys had been part of a house church and just Mm -hmm. some different things. I just remember thinking like, this is so different than what I think he's experienced before. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if he's going to like this as much as he liked it this first day. Um, and and that may still be true sometimes, but you guys have have been here and been such a sweet part of our church. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you're here. It's just a precious part of our life. It has been from day one. And, um, yeah, it's, it felt like home from day one. I think that was one of the reasons that Blake was so humbled by it was we had literally been out of going to any church at all for about a year because of a bad experience. And so we had been kind of in the wilderness and, um, just seeking the Lord on our own. And, um, what happened was Levi, our second son, um, was looking for a church. I think, I don't know if you've heard this story. I think you have. Levi was looking, yeah, Yeah. Levi Mm -hmm. was looking for a church and he was Googling, um, churches in the area and you know how a, a link will be blue and after you've been to that link, it turns purple. Right. Well, the link was red. What? Go figure. The link was red. <laughs> and that's why he clicked on it. And and then he, he called us and said, hey, we're going to try out this church. And we did. And that was 12 years ago. Yeah. So, oh. Crazy. God. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So where, where are you kind of serving in the church currently? Uh, Blake and I are on the prayer team, which we have done since there's been a prayer team. Yeah. Um, once again, back when we were at Perry. Luke you were t- the prayer team before there was a prayer team. We were. <laughs> you would just find people and pray for them. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of a funny story because we've always been on the prayer team. And Blake's kind of signature thing is he stands back there. And instead of waiting for people to come to him, <laughs> he kind of points to somebody and says, hey, you, come here. I'm going to pray for you. You need prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm quite the opposite. And and the, truly, as much as I just adore. Uh, Adore that ministry. I love being on the prayer team. Uh, there have been long periods of time where I've stood back there and waited and waited mm. and waited and thought, seriously, 300 people in the room and nobody needs prayer? Mm. And it's it's been discouraging at times. Mm. But the Lord has kind of dealt with my heart about that too, where He's still in control. And when there's nobody coming back to ask for prayer, it doesn't mean I'm not praying. Yeah. You know, I can, I don't have to call somebody back to me like Blake does. I can <laughs> still pray <laughs> for, for somebody without saying, Hey, you come here. So it's, it's been a, a real precious thing. And, and honestly, in the last recently, within the last few weeks, I'm always having somebody come and ask for prayer, which has been a real blessing. Means. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. Almost every week. And sometimes it's the same, same people over and over again. And some PM to somebody who's I've never laid eyes on. And yeah. um, and it's a wide variety of things. It's a, you know, it's a surgery or it's a 
lost child or it's, you know, it's, it's just the gamut. Yeah of things that we pray for. So that's the, the ministry that I'm involved in. I'm also on the um, guest services. I signed up for that kind of, it was kind of a guilt thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of felt like I needed to do more. And so I, I signed up for that and I try to, but it's hard to do both. Sure. You know, it's hard to go help passing out communion cups and clean things up when I need to be standing in the back. And so. Yeah. That was kind of a fail on my part. So. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I've been the recipient of your prayers, so I appreciate it. And oh, thanks. Um, it's always on a Sunday, any given Sunday, you look in the back, we see you and Blake, and it's always, a, it encourages me to see you guys praying with them. So I want to thank you for that. So I met you um, through our small group. Mm-hmm. So you're like um, the, the, the wisdom of our small group. <laughs> Uh, you, Which is a nice way of saying Blake and I and one other couple are the only people in the small group who are over... 40. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> and I'm 62. I've met and I'm the youngest of that group. I've met in their 60s who are not wise. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so. going to, yeah. So I, that was, uh, we picked our small group kind of the way I play fantasy football is like by the name. <laughs> and so I saw Stockton and Swiatkowski and I was like, that seems like a cool name. So uh, that's how we picked them back in the day because it was like, oh, this was before you were on staff. A whole sheet. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, we dove straight in and you guys had the, that was at the time when we had enough RC leaders that you just had them on a thing and it was like a launch day Yeah, and mm-hmm. we signed up and, and we loved it. We and loved that it was all different long? ages. That's about been about six years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it's been great. Six, maybe seven, close yeah. to seven, but it's been fantastic. Do you guys have a group at your house, Shoney? No, it's at Levi's, Levi Nash's Levi's, house. Okay. But mm. men's group is at their house. Yes. So when we meet for just men's, that's yeah. when we get... Blake, Joni's usually reading in the front room, um, <laughs> and Blake's enjoying feeding. not being with Blake maybe for a few <laughs> minutes, and then uh, Blake is feeding us. Yes, so okay. very hospitable. But yeah, I met you, and and ever since I've met you, I've kind of enjoyed um, who you and Blake are. You're very different, very. but um, very I feel like united, and especially united in the Lord, mm-hmm. and. I've enjoyed hearing all about your family stuff. So I would just ask if you just let everybody know a little bit as quick as we can, but as, but also accomplishing the task of letting us know how many kids you have and, and some of who you are, where you grew up. And maybe even uh, you can end that with kind of how you, your testimony of how you okay. met the Lord. Okay. Um, well, the, the short answer is we have four sons, four perfect daughters-in-law <laughs> and 15 grandchildren, wow. um, actually 14 grandchildren with a 15th on the way. And so, um, our four sons, four, four it's boys no in joke. five years. Okay. Four boys oh, in oh. five years. All wrestlers wow. too. Uh, most of them. Wyatt wasn't a wrestler, oh, okay. but the others were, um, Clancy and Connor were, uh, the, uh, the two youngest were both state, um, play, well, no, Levi too. They're all state placers. Connor was the state champ. Yeah. So wrestling was our, our family sport. Um, yeah. So four boys, um, That's one, crazy. One's a, one's a pastor, one's a firefighter, one's in the Coast Guard, and one's in real estate. So, <laughs> um, Spectrum. Yeah, very wide spectrum. Um, and lots of grandkids, like I said. Only half of them live here. Our two middle sons live here. The other two are out of state. And so we miss them a lot, miss the kids a lot. Um, and um, so Blake and I, you know, obviously we've been married. This is in November will be 40 years for us that we've been married. Awesome. Wow. And um, I grew up here. I was born in Mesa. 
I'm one oh, of the, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the one like that you'll meet today. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Mesa, grew up here. And, um, really as far as my, um, my salvation story, I grew up going to church my whole life as a kid, as at a very young age, I, it was, I can't tell you what age it was. I just, I loved Jesus. I always did. And, um, it's funny. It's one of those things where I think about being chosen, you know, and that, that whole idea, I, I didn't choose him. It's just something I, I always loved him. I always accepted that it was truth. And, and that was it. I was 10 years old when, um, I was at, um, Trinity Baptist church in Mesa and, our Sunday school leader was Myra Falconer. She was the pastor's <laughs> wife. She led me to the Lord mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just gave my heart to the Lord and was baptized and um, grew up in that church for a long time. And so I, I can't say enough about um, youth groups mm-hmm. for kids because it was my lifeline. My youth group at church with my friends there was my lifeline to Jesus because my parents weren't really serving the Lord. They weren't going to church or, you know, they had a lot of, of problems that wound up getting divorced. And so that was a real lifeline for me and, um, all through, um, high school and stuff. After that, after high school, I went through a pretty rebellious time in my life when my parents split up, it was just anything to get away from it all. And really, um, was in the world in some ugly ways for not a long time, but for a short time. And my best friend, her name is Doris. She came to me. I was working at First American Title in downtown Phoenix as a um, human resources receptionist. And she was a court reporter. And um, so she did a lot of work downtown. Mm. And she came to my office one day and she sat across the desk from me and looked at me and said, do you have any idea how many people are praying for you? Mm. And it, it was, was she part of your youth group? Oh, yes. Doris and I have been best friends since we were 10. Okay. And we still are today. Aww. And um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty precious. And it was one of those things where I don't know if there's anyone else who could have done that. Mm. Um, that just taken that risk of, you know, being. What, what an interesting way to challenge you. Yeah. Like, because she could have said. Do you know what an idiot you're being? Yeah. Or which she basically was or saying. Why that. are you doing <laughs> yeah. this and that? But, yeah. But to frame it as, do you know how many people are praying for you? Yeah. yeah. She knew what would cut me to the That's heart. That's such an interesting way to say that. Yeah. And it just it shook me to my toes. You know, it was just that was what drew me back to really serving the Lord, and um, so got back involved in church again, and that's where I met Blake. Was at church. Aren't we the spiritual little couple? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, um, but that's another very long story um, about Blake and I, because um, Blake, um, Blake was actually married when I met him. Okay. And um, he, we had a, all the same close friends at this church, all about the same. It was a little bitty church uh, out in Gilbert. It was Community Baptist Church, which is not there anymore. And um, so we, it was just, we were the, kind of the young adults, because there wasn't a lot of us. And, um, Blake went through, uh, a pretty nasty divorce and, um, Doris once again, and her husband, TJ, TJ was Blake's best friend. So we just wound up always kind of being together at the same time. And, um, anyways, it was a very short time of a period of time. It was about six or eight months after his divorce. And, um, I was going on a trip to visit my grandparents in East Texas and had just really been recognizing how I was feeling about him, but I wasn't going to say anything about it because this man had just gone through a divorce. 
And um, anyways, we talked about it one night and he told me he was crazy about me and I was, could have been more shocked. Mm. And um, when I got on the plane to go to Texas, he handed me a journal that he had been keeping about me for months. I had no idea. Mm. And so... I go to Texas and I'm telling my family about this and I'm so excited and I'm thinking this is the man I'm going to marry and we and we started talking about that. We'd known each other for a long time and so a courtship wasn't as significant because we knew each other. And while I was gone, one of the pastors at our church talked to Blake and found out what's going on and he said, the Lord always, always wants reconciliation. He said, you need to call your ex-wife and ask her to come back. And he left and Blake said, Lord, this is the last thing on earth I want to do. But if you want me to do it, I'll do it. He calls me in Texas, tells me this is what he's going to do. I'm devastated. And so he started, he had to try to track her down. He didn't know where she was. And through a series of events, he tracked her down through a friend, called um, this friend and this friend said, I think she's getting married. And Blake finally got a hold of her mother and her mother said she got married this morning. Wow. Mm. And the the picture the Lord gave Blake was Ab- Abraham with that mm. knife. Mm. He was ready to do it. Mm. If this wanted me to do, Lord, I'll do it. Wow. Mm. And the Lord stayed his hand. And so he went, okay. And he called me, and I got on the next plane. <laughs> <laughs> We got married the next morning. Well, we Where? really, we got married very, I mean, we only dated for four months. Yeah, I imagine. Wow. I would think that would be both devastating, but also like, man, this tells me something about the, the guy I'm going to marry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Blake will tell you, he's told many people because of what he went through, what he fell in love with in me was my love for the Lord. Mm. He said, I never, ever had that before. So anyways, that's kind of a lengthy way of getting around to it that, um, that was, how our relationship started. And so that's always been our foundation. And we, even mm. through some, you know, stuff that everybody goes through, we can always go back to that. That's what we rested on. So anyways, that's Sweet. kind of my that's great. condensed so version of it all. So then from there, you, you uh, after marriage and you had kiddos and you were a teacher, correct? I was a kindergarten teacher. For uh-huh. how long? Yeah. A little over 22 years. Just a little bit then. So just a little bit of time. Yeah. That's crazy. 20. Yeah. 22 years teaching mm-hmm. kindergarten kindergarten never want to teach anything else That's so kindergarten great. teachers are born not made <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like man if i had a kid in kindergarten i'd want him to be in your class oh, i loved mm-hmm. it i loved it the irony is i retired um almost four years ago and the day i retired i was done <laughs> <laughs> you love teaching and, and you i'm loved done. not teaching mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly exactly people ask me so often now do you still love retirement and i say yep <laughs> I do. I love it. I love that my life's not governed by an alarm clock. Um, mm. I still might get up at five, but it's because I want to. Yeah. And I can do things at a leisure pace. And mm. so, yeah. That's, that's great. So, on that, I knew you're, we'll get to like your retirement. We'll do that as the last section because okay. I know mm-hmm. you tell us all about that and I look forward to it so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's going to be so good. Um, retirement with Blake is a different thing than retirement. For normal people, I think. Amen, so brother. I just seeing Blake <laughs> around 
the house. We're uh, going to have to have Blake on here now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, no. everyone that doesn't me. know Joni and Blake is me like, who is this, this guy? Is gonna be, it would be a totally different experience. Yeah, we could do that. He's an intense fella. Yeah. I like him. But he's, yeah, he's just so, he's great. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I want to, I love hearing your stories of, this is encouraging for me as a parent of um, your children and, and them walking or not walking mm-hmm. w- the way you want them to walk and how you dealt with that as mm-hmm. a as a parent with mm-hmm. four boys mm-hmm. so uh, maybe like a quick condensed version of maybe your favorite parts of that or things the yeah. lord worked in that yes it's interesting after what what luke shared about what you should know about repentance delighting god um my probably my favorite bible verse is Third John four, it says, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in the truth. Mm. And I thought of that as you were saying that as a parent, mm-hmm. isn't that the same way we feel when we see our children repent or, or turn away from something? It gives us such great delight. And, um, and so it's, it's just the same picture. Um, our boys are typical all American Hundred percent boys, and um, our best friends say the Stockton boys. If they don't eat it, they break it. And <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> but um, you know, they weren't perfect boys, and we weren't perfect parents. And we, you know, there's a lot of things that if I had to do over, I would do a lot different. And I think the main thing I would do differently is recognizing them more as individuals instead of. It's a package deal, and here's how I expect everybody to behave. Mm. And um, one of the big things with me that was different f- for Blake than for me was I grew up in a household where my father was very um, authoritarian, and my my opinions and my voice were not listened to as a child. And um, I always said I would never do that to my kids, that I, I would listen to them. And I didn't always do it well, but that was a big thing in my own experience. Mm. And so um, our boys, as they got older, they went through a lot of the same foolish choices that all young people do. But truly, I had there was a, a woman that I knew that would say, the Lord has promised me my household and I am claiming it. Mm. Oh, wow. And she would almost... And I got to where I would almost shake my fist at God and say, you promised me, you promised me my household and I am claiming it. And, um, so it was, it was a long process, but all four of them, you know, even at their most rebellious, never turned their back on the Lord. Mm. Um, their behavior wasn't always really reflective of that, but you know, they would never have said that they denied the Lord. And, and so as they became young men and, more wise. <laughs> they have. But we, I told people a lot of times, we prayed them through. Yeah. God's faithful and we prayed them through it. Yeah. I remember you sharing uh, about your kind of, you found some old journals and you're just looking at some of your old prayers that right. you had written down. Right. And thanking God that he, that you wrote them down. Exactly. Blake and I did, we had this, it was an Andrew Murray prayer journal. And, you know, we'd have a little devotional thing and then a space for prayer. And we went through about a year or so where every morning we sat together and did that and we'd pray and we'd write it all down. And I'm not really good at sticking with journals. I'm so hopeful with myself, <laughs> but I never stick with them for long. But this one, um, we just wrote a lot. And it wasn't until, like you said, years later, I found it on a shelf and went back 
and thought, I was just like, oh, I, I forgot I even prayed that. Mm. Wow. I forgot we even went through that. Mm. And look how God has answered that. And, and it was one of those things where if, trust me, if you don't write it down, you forget it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many things that um, we think are such huge events at the time and we forget the details. And so I have several of those journals that I look back on and I'm so grateful that I wrote it down and that Lord, the Lord could show me, see, see, see this thing that I did that you didn't, mm. you didn't even see me doing it. Mm. And it, and it's not until years later that I can go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's that faithful. Yeah. So. And I, 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 there's many things that I love that you have encouraged me in. That was one of them because I have teenagers and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh Lord, you're growing me through this and it'd mm-hmm. be fun. Um, the other side is I'd love to hear you talk of, what I look forward to most in life, which is retirement. <laughs> um, but not retirement like, hey, I'm going to sit back and do nothing, um, but living retirement even for the Lord. And I think you and Blake do that really well. So I'd love to just hear about that as we kind of... The, the sitting and doing nothing is kind of a sweet part at times, I have to admit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does your guys' nothing look like, though? For me, it's reading. Yeah. Um, for Blake, Blake can't just sit still. It's a, it's a guilt thing. It's a, I, I, he has to be productive. And so he's always got projects going all over the house. And a lot of it is me just kind of um, following him around and being his gopher, you know, and helping <laughs> out with, with those things. And, and I've learned a lot from More that. like bumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bumper. So he doesn't he's run, run into that. things. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because my, my friend Doris used to call me the buffer. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, th- there's an issue going on with one of the boys. And she'd say, you have to go buff. Go buff. <laughs> you have to buff it. But, um, yeah, for us, retirement looks like um, our a, a big part of, I think, the way we serve is just is our home. Mm-hmm. Um, there has almost never been a time in our married life, which, like I said, is almost 40 years, that we haven't had someone living with us mm-hmm. outside of our children. I mean, it's just something that we've always done a family or a, or one of our family members or, um, you know, somebody who's traveling. And so that's been a big part of our life is just our home being open and, um, being I'll available. Say one of the best nights of our family's last year was coming over to your home for dinner. Oh, you guys had night. us over for my birthday. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just, we had so much fun. It was sweet. It was, it feels like there's times when you're kind of, uh, especially as a pastor, you know, there's times when it's like, okay, do I have to be on tonight? Am I there as Luke or am I there as kind of pastor Luke? And you just have this amazing gift of sort of setting people at ease oh. and letting mm-hmm. them, at least what we experienced was like, uh, I don't know if I went into that as pastor Luke or not, but I left as Luke and yeah. um, just feeling like, man, this was fun. Mm. Our kids laughed. They t- still tell stories about uh, different things that they did over there. And man, it was such a gift. And it was nothing fancy. Full disclosure, it was n- nothing fancy. You <laughs> the know, food it was, just... was delicious, but, it, <laughs> but no, it, but it was just, yeah. it was hospitality and love. And it was like, you were delighted to host us. And, and that and was really fun. When the house we live in, we've been in this house for 20 years. And when we bought the house, you know, the boys were all young teenagers and we walked in and saw number one, there's that Mexican Satillo tile throughout the whole, whole house. We went, they can't hurt that. <laughs> and there's a, a, a fire, a wood, a real wood burning mm. fireplace, which Blake had to have that. But the rest of it, he walked in, he goes, okay, this is, this is a good house for 
making people feel warm. Mm. That was kind of our, one of our criteria for buying a house. And so um, anyways, that's been one of the ways we've serve is, but the truth of the matter is we felt that way when the house we lived in before that, that was 1100 square feet and we were crammed in this little tiny house and didn't have anything we still had people living with us then too. Yeah. yeah. So it's not about the location. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I love that about you guys. Seriously, you guys have been beyond blessings for Aww. just everyone you touch. I, I watch you guys a lot. Um, I aspire sweet. to be a little <laughs> bit like you guys. Um, my wife has experienced so much blessing from you personally, just mm. the way you love. It's very non-threatening. It's very non-assuming. It's just very loving. It just feels great. So oh, so what's something that you're seeing about yourself or about the Lord in this season of life that you didn't see when you were teaching? Mm. Oh, wow. Well, one of the things is, and you guys are all familiar with this, when I was teaching, I had no idea what an Enneagram was. <laughs> It was after that that I learned that I'm a nine. Okay, the peacemaker. Mm. My spirit animal is the sloth. <laughs> okay, I don't know anything about spirit animals. <laughs> That's great, I love it. Back on the Enneagram. <laughs> no, the, it's, it, it's like the besetting sin of each. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, okay, the yeah. slothfulness yeah. is, Lazy. is um, and I find that I, I really have to battle that mm. because I tend to just... I could spend the entire day in a chair with a book. C.S. Lewis has a quote that says, you can't find a cup of tea deep enough or a book long enough to suit me. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. So um, that's That's been kind of the challenge is to make myself Hmm. be more productive. Um, When I was teaching, you know, there was no choice. And it was kindergarten. You know, (laughs) you're on the whole time. But um, the other thing is... um, making sure I'm filling my time with things that are worthwhile. Mm. You know, it's easy to fill up your time with busyness. Mm. You know, you can spend weeks cleaning up the closets and the drawers and things like that, and which are great things to do. But um, last year I decided it was about this time last year, I decided to start making quilts, mm. which is, I'm not a quilter. But I know how to sew a straight line. And so I kind of got into that and I decided for our, at that time, 14 grandchildren, that that's what they were getting for Christmas from Papa nice. and Noni was going to be, I made a quilt for each kid. Noni, I, Joni. Noni. I love call me it. Noni. Yeah. Noni. Aww. Yeah. That's great. And so, <laughs> so I was, um, I spent the entire year, I made 28 quilts Holy last year. Holy cow. <laughs> for all the grandkids. And I made these big picnic quilts for our, our kids. And, and it was funny because I'm seeing this as a, you know, a great purpose. You know, I'm, I, I did not save us any money. I told Blake it would have been so much cheaper to hand them all a 50 because I, I spent a lot of money on fabric and stuff like that. But it's funny because Blake being the way he is, he looked at me as at me just doing that hobby. And I kept saying, this is every Christmas gift we're giving to anybody <laughs> this year. Yeah. So finding things like that, yeah. that are both, that I love to do, that are worthwhile And, um, I mean, I would love to say that I spend, you know, three hours a day in the word and that would just be a big fat lie, but, um, I have the time to do that. You know, I have the freedom to do that and, or just, you know, take a day where I'm not going to do anything else. So awesome. There you go. Well, thank you for joining us (laughs) and giving your wisdom and just telling us about your life. Yeah. I hope you guys have all enjoyed this on the podcast. We're going to end this this episode like we have been ending all of them with a music recommendation. Ooh. 
And this one is also coming from Luke today. So yeah, he's so I get double to do dipping. The yeah. thing you got to know and the music recommendation. Yeah. So this one, um, what we've said here is this: is, this can be any genre, any time period, anything, anything like goes. that. Yep. And um, this one is a song that I came across in the last couple of weeks. So mm. um, my oldest daughter Abby was home. She had been a close contact of someone at school that had tested positive, so she had to be home. And so on uh, one, I think it was a Friday, we got in the car and rolled the windows down and pulled the sunroof back and uh, drove to uh, down to um, Santan Mountain Park and did a hike. And But on the way down there, I found this, this it was the day that the Florida Georgia Line new album had released um and that's an album called oh, life no, rolls country. on yeah right. yeah i like country yeah. some people would argue that florida georgia line is not really country yeah it's but baseball that it's cap bro country. country yeah or whatever but it is just super fun and their songs at least on this album are upbeat and fun and uh, we just had a blast rolling down the yeah. street with the windows down and cranking it and so this one particular song is a song that we um it's so catchy and we just found like a minute into the song, we were like, okay, we got it. And we were singing along with it. And it's called Always Gonna Love You Always by gonna Florida love Georgia you. Line. So I'll give, you a, I'll give you a sample here. All right, let's hear it. Looking for echoes that you get in the summertime. And the way you get giddy off a glass of wine. Even the way it takes forever and you're never on time. Ain't a thing not to love. Ain't no wonder why. That's good. Man. Yeah, good. so it's fun. That's so always gonna love you. Always gonna love you by Florida Georgia Line. I'm gonna download always it today. Love you. Yeah, be my song. Check it out on the drive home. All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for tuning in, and we will catch you next week on For Jesus podcast. See ya. Bye. Peace.